When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yo, what's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the Professor, aka Tony Down. It's the C3 Beat Check. That's right. But we put our ear to the grounds and try to find out what's going on in uh, the upcoming match. This week, we're hosting the New England Patriots, man. And uh, there's not any love lost when it comes to this matchup, at least for a Panthers fan. I know that. Um, New England fans ain't probably like, oh, God, this long-hated rivalry with the damn Patriots. But, man, we're still pissed about that Super Bowl. Still oh, like salty. the on Monday night. Yeah, yeah. We love Cam. Anyway, I'm here with my co-host, Cody Lashney. Good show tonight. Yeah, man. Happy to be here for another edition of the C3 Beat Check, where we check the beat with Panthers reporters and opinion people from other football teams the Panthers are going to be playing Tony Dunn, we already have a bunch of who's who in the chat room. Tim Tizzy, A.B., Tim Estes, Trill One, A.J. Lindsay, Robbie Switzer, Robbie Bud, Tony Dunn. It's another edition of the Beat Check. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. We're here with Josh Fisher from the Charity Strike Podcast. It's late reading your bio a little bit and looking into some things. And lifelong Boston fan, but tell us about this Charity Stripe podcast uh and what, what goes down with that you said you just got done with y'all's radio show yeah we have a radio show on 1090 in socal a lot of fun uh what up tim estes c3 uh and we just you know we've been going for a long time like you guys have probably almost 400 episodes we interview a lot of cool people um not only in the athletic space but also in the entertainment industry uh it's been an amazing run and you know we obviously talk football basketball baseball anything really sports related love college sports as well uh so we cover it all interview it all and then we have our radio show on 1090 the mightier socal what was on tonight's docket 
What were you guys getting to tonight? Well, we also do a Texas podcast with Quan Cosby called Horns Up. So we do a lot of college football. So we discuss the rankings, the breaks okay. out of that. Uh, delved into the Braves World Series, what that means really for the rest of the MLB, kind of what was their blueprint of success uh, and how to model that. And then we got into the NFL in the second segment, which it might be one of the craziest weeks of the NFL I've ever seen with all oh, God, the news true. and newsworthy with from Rogers to Ridley to Odell to obviously Henry Ruggs, Derek Henry. I mean, the who's yeah. who and what's what it's, I've never seen anything like it and the way it's unfolded. And honestly, it, I've had a pretty, it's been a pretty devastating day across the board. A lot of sports fans are feeling the hurt um, as far as the Henry Ruggs situation goes. So that's what was on the docket. We were breaking that all down, discussing that today. Uh, and you could hear it. On Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast, or on 1090 Radio. There's a plug. Hey, Perfect. you said you're a Longhorn guy. Uh, did you yeah. have to say? Did you have to mention Pole Assassin a nauseating uh, amount of times? We did a five minute skinny called Monkey Talk on our latest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it Good was a stuff. mini. Yeah, we described it as a mini Harambe situation. Um, Ooh, wow, then, well right? done. Yeah, thank I you. Like yeah. That. There's yeah, levels uh, to all of this. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if we want to spend the whole time talking about the Harambe situation, the documentary the people need is not a Tiger King too. We need to where are they now? This Harambe kid. Yeah, yeah. right. Let's, go, get him, let's get him. Let's get him. I'm onto a lot though. of things over here, and that's one thing <laughs> that I'm really going to put my money in. Take it out of Ethereum into the Harambe doc. Someone will watch. I it. love it. I mean, yeah. hey, is that they make a documentary on everything now? Why not? Yeah. Why not? And that was a cultural story. Yeah, that, uh, that gripped this country and I would say the world. Yeah, at least for a news cycle or 12. Um, all right. So we're here to preview uh, the New England Patriots coming to town four and four. Uh, also against the Carolina Panthers, who were waving that full foe. That's right. Kicked in the door against the Atlanta Falcons and uh, barely won. But a win is a win. My and man, a win these, is a win, baby. Uh, each of these teams are trying to advance. Um, somebody's got to be above 500 as long as we don't tie. So as uh, the Carolina Panthers are trying to get back on their feet, it seems like the New England Patriots are gaining or were gaining a little momentum. I would not call this the prettiest game by any means or the prettiest win for New England against the Chargers, but played a tough team and a win on the road. Got to be excited about that. Tell us about the status of the Patriots and coming into week nine. I was there at the game. I'm based in, I'm based in Los Angeles. Um, okay. And I was – so I was there in, La, in Los Angeles uh, at the game. Solid seats. First of all, SoFi Stadium is unbelievable for those who haven't been yet. It looks, um, it. It looks and, incredible. Yeah, it was my second time there this season. I was there for Bucks-Rams. And then we were there for Chargers Patriots. First of all, the Chargers, it's not a home game, which is unfortunate for their team. Uh, it's its packed with Patriots fans. And then you have a situation where it's not a clean and pretty game. But for all intents and purposes, this is a Chargers offense with the ultimate gadget weapon in Austin Eckler, especially in the modern NFL. Like, What more do you want out of your running back than what Austin Eckler can do? He's great between the tackles, and he's an unbelievable, unbelievably good pass-catching back. You have a great duo in Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And obviously you have Justin Herbert, who many people had as a dark horse MVP, one of the top young budding quarterbacks in the NFL, and we shut them down. 
without Gilmore, who we haven't had all season. And people, someone asked me about the Gilmore. I went on a Chargers podcast to discuss this. I'm sure we'll get into the Gilmore situation, who, by the way, was one of my favorite Patriots ever. That's the jersey I rocks the game. Um, I love Gilmore. But we haven't had him all season. We lose Jonathan Jones, and it's just a testament to Bill Belichick's system, which is next man up. And he proving once again, he is one of the greatest minds ever, if not the greatest defensive mind um, in NFL history. Certainly. Yeah. You want me to uh, jump in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I've been really uh, curious about with this football game is that Bill Belichick defense going up against Sam Darnold. I mean, one of the most nightmarish moments of Sam Darnold's career came at the hands of Bill Belichick and made Sam Darnold see ghosts. Right now, the Panthers have seen two different versions of Sam Darnold. One that, you know, could throw for 300 yards behind a bad offensive line. Uh, and then in recent weeks, we've seen a guy kind of uh, revert back to uh, his, you know, New York Jets style of play. He is probably not going to be playing. It's more than likely looking like P.J. Walker is going to be the guy. Are you expecting the Patriots to continue to show, um, you know, a very stout defensive performance? And what are you expecting from the Carolina Panthers on offense? It's unfortunate because I've always been a fan of Darnold. I liked him coming out of college. I had the highest of hopes for him. That Jets team was just not ready to have taken a quarterback. And honestly, I don't know if they were ready again with the Zach Wilson saga that's unfolded because he, not, he wasn't ready either, and they threw him into the mix. And it's the beauty of Mac Jones, and I'll tie all this in, versus a guy like Sam Darnold, versus a guy like Zach Wilson. A guy like Mac Jones in college, and this is something that has been passed around the water cooler and I've taken on as a take that I really appreciate didn't have to do too much because his weapons were there and he was good at getting the ball out quickly and getting it into his weapons hands, whether it be the running back or the receiver and not making too many mistakes. Look, he is going to make mistakes. He's a rookie. He is going to stretch the field and test the field, but our offense calls for quick outs, getting the ball out and moving the chains and taking away time possession from the opposing team, which is a big reason we beat the chargers because we won the time possession battle guys like Wilson and Darnold. It's tough to beat it out of them because in college, the whole team rides on them do or die plays or they have to do a lot. And sometimes that bleeds out of them. Like we've seen with Darnold's tail two tapes here because sometimes he plays with the, in the offense. When he has Christian McCaffrey, he gets the ball to him quickly, gets the ball. DJ Anderson. Don't know why you guys paid Robbie Anderson that boatload of money, but you did. And ever maybe once a game, and I don't, I drank that Kool-Aid in fantasy. Uh, you get the ball to him too. I like actually like Terrace Marshall a lot, um, but the ball moves better when you're getting the ball out quickly and getting to the receivers when you're trying to too too much and dance in the pocket you're going to end up making mistakes um we we've seen even guys who have been able to do it for the longest of times it catches up with you like we're seeing with patrick mahomes right now trying to do too much and force the ball rather than play within yourself and within the system so honestly whether it's sam darnold's pj walker no matter it's a bad time it's always the bad time of year to face the patriots defense because now things are kicking into high gear Guys are getting acclimated to the system who are newer to the system. Um, Judon already was off to the hottest of starts, so he's just going to get better yeah. and better. What is he third or fourth in the league in sacks? He's top five. Yeah, he's top. Yeah, five. He's, I mean, he's like, uh, Son Reddick is fifth, and he and I just looked what it up last up. night for our show. He was he has seven and a half, and I think I saw Judon's name is higher up on the list, maybe a sack yeah, or I, a, ahead or something. So I mean, he's obviously ahead of 
Reddick, which would be four or higher. I mean, I love what y'all I love what the Panthers have done by and large lately. And first of all, like I said at the top, I'm a Longhorn guy, so I've seen Matt Rule up close in person. I know what kind of coach he is. The, why is Bill Belichick's defense so good? Is because of the depth. If you don't think depth is depth is so important in the NFL, and we're seeing with the injuries to the major guys, but on the defensive side of the football, where the sexy names on the defensive line or the front seven aren't abundant, depth there is so so important. And Belichick has that in spades on a consistent basis. The Panthers are starting to have that identity. I mean, y'all y'all have a deep defense. You guys have a lot of guys on the defensive starting side. Starting to get there. Starting it's to get there. there. I mean, look, was it not two drafts ago where you guys went full draft defense? Yeah. 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 Like we were old and slow, and uh, now we're young and fast, and they haven't stopped adding to it. Adding, And look, we don't know if we're going to keep Gilmore, but adding C.J. Henderson, not that he's done anything in the NFL or contributed to our team yet. But you see them kind of continuing to build the stables. Let's circle back to pennies. Yeah. 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 Let's circle back to Mac Jones quickly. Um, You know, two weeks ago, he was all of a sudden becoming the darling rookie quarterback of the NFL after Herbert had his run in the first, or wait, Herbert's a second year player, but like Herbert was dominating the, the headlines for the first three weeks. And then the next little, the next white quarterback to step up was Mac Jones. Like he's the rookie while Justin Fields is struggling. Zach Wilson now is like a hurt and was, you know, after one or two weeks of showing some potential slowed down. And who's the other, are there any other rookies starting? Yeah. Trey Lance. Uh, Wilson, yeah, Trevor, oh, Trevor, Lawrence. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. So Mac Jones is kind of taking over the headlines. But then last week I watched the game and then they pulled out the win and I had to go back. I watched it on game pass. I didn't even get to watch it live. And I was expecting for him to have this really good game or a solid game. And it was a stinker, bro. He uh, threw for 50%, completed 50% of his passes. Uh, didn't have any touchdowns, no interceptions though. But I mean, it just was like, ugh. What happened? Uh, I mean, it wasn't that great. It wasn't not that great. great, but he's a rookie, and you get the win. He's a rookie. Look, I'm not expecting okay. this guy to blow out the statue. I don't need him to blow out the statue because at the end of the day, I just want to win football games. I don't all care right. if my quarterback is yeah. MVP anymore. I've had Tom Brady for God knows how long. I've seen it all. I've done it all. I want to see the organization Lucky move forward and start the next. I know. I'm sorry. I want to see them move it's forward and start with the next chapter. And okay. Mac Jones, the key stat there is as a rookie, he didn't. No interceptions. There was a turnover, yeah. but no interceptions. So that's a best progress in my eyes. I don't think our receivers are spectacular. I think our tight ends are solid. I think our run game is very good. And again, he's playing within the system. And he's going to have games where he's not elite, but the defense can back him up. And as long as he's calling a good game and adhering to the play calls and they're running the football like they did very well, and there was a couple holding penalties that had those not come to come to fruition we would have had multiple touchdowns and would have been we would have gashed them even more then you're going to keep the ball out of herbert's hands look if the other yeah. team doesn't have the ball they, they tried score. to i saw them and they were running the ball more so um i just was a i was a little i just expected it to be better look better when i saw the score yeah. and then i went to watch the game and i was a little underwhelmed by it but um it felt like and uh let's turn to josh mcdaniels briefly um, he, he called, uh, I would say, a very balanced uh, game plan in that game against the Chargers. There was no panic, a lot of running the ball, like you said. 
Um, and it felt like a very formidable ah. run attack, even though I couldn't even tell you who the running back for the Patriots is right now. Nor Damon could Harris, I have baby. told. Yeah, see, I probably couldn't have told you for the last ten years either. This cycle, this continued stable of people, but it was very effective. Um, your thoughts on Josh McDaniels, the Wonder Boy of uh, the world that everybody tells me. Yeah, I mean, look, he's waiting the wings. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, he's waiting in the wings. He's waiting in the wings. Why? I mean, he flaked. Why did he flake on that Colts job? Because he knew that was a sinking ship, which it kind of is. And now he's waiting in the wings because once Bill's done, I mean, Bill will be coaching honestly from the he's grave. He's gonna die on the, the field, the field dude. which is he's gonna he make Paterno look like a baby. Yeah, I mean, he looked. He's gonna want to die throwing the challenge flag. That's how he wants to go. I think and so. McDaniels is waiting in the wings. And honestly, if you go, not to like segue too far off, but if you go to the Chiefs, but the enemy should be doing the same thing. Andy Reid's not going to be there forever. Patrick Mahomes is going to be there a long time. And if you're Eric Bing enemy, you'd be like, you know what? Why would I go to the Texans? Complete dumpster fire when I could just stay and wait for the Chiefs. That's what I would be doing. I like McDaniels. As not I gotta, it's not a bad gig at all. I got to imagine McDaniels in the same spot. Hmm. Do I go start a fresh somewhere else? Or I have my quarterback in Mac Jones. He's grasped the offense. He's not making too many mistakes as a rookie. The defense is good. I'll continue to build the defense. The offensive line is solid and deep. And it's got some solid youth to it. I have two tight ends who I like. Good running back for now. I'll just add a wide receiver or two. I'll get one of the Ohio State wide receivers. Or that USC wide receiver in case we make a run in the playoffs, which I doubt we will. And he'll drop. Or the Arkansas. I'll get a receiver in the first round. And if I don't want that and I want to get a lineman, I'll get one in the second because guess what? You can find last a good time one. Y'all picked a good receiver. That's very true. I mean, Nikhil <laughs> is giving me nice. His name is Randy Moss and you traded for him. Yeah, third round pick, Cody. man. Yeah. Yeah, um, I wanted to, to ask you about that. Uh, uh, and just because I don't really get an, an opportunity to speak to Patriot fans that often. I want to speak to, uh, a little bit about Bill Belichick, the GM, yeah. the guy who's signing free agents and, and making draft picks. Uh, I, I just want to get your opinion on that. And, you know, there's a popular belief that you really should have a head coach and a GM. That way there's a little bit of separation between those powers that they work together. But the guy, you know, giving – Dibbying out the snaps isn't also the guy saying that, you know, we pay you for a certain amount of snaps. What do Patriots fans think about Bill Belichick, the GM, and do you like the current configuration your organization has with him? Love it. How can I be upset? I, I literally would be foolish to be upset. We've won so many times. It's unfathomable how many times we've won. And it's not like you know you live in California because you're just happy. If we were really like, is like you're like the happiest. I'm a Northeast guy at start. I'm, but I'm realistic. Like the thing is this: it's not basketball. Michael Jordan going on that run in basketball is more fathomable because there's five guys on the court. Your hand is in the pot a lot more times. If you, Michael Jordan wants to have the ball the entire game, by and large, you really can't. I mean, who was their point guard on the runs? It wasn't anybody at Mac. I mean, the Armstrong's good. He's not. You know, it's the, the, Michael Jordan's the guy. And he affects the game infinitely more. I mean, Brady, for him, for all intents and purposes, obviously Brady's the best. But he's only on one side of the football. He's not on special teams. He's not on the defense. So Bill Belichick's configuration. I mean, look, you guys just got Gilmore. I saw someone in the chat like, Gilmore's going to stop that. Maybe he will. But who was the one that paid Gilmore? Where he comes and wins defensive player of the year. Judon. 
He goes out. Hunter Henry has been good. He go Uche. Bill Belichick's a cold killer, man, but he ain't a good drafter, then. You're everyone's so everyone always not good at that. Sony Michelle, we all knew that. Yeah, you're gonna miss. I mean, you're gonna miss. You're gonna miss. When was the last? When was the last offensive player he drafted that was good? Last, I mean, last offensive player he drafted that was good. I mean, we could just kind of go down the list. I mean, first of all, first of all, Damian Harris is a running back, and he's a good running back. He's a third round pick on our team. He drafted Onwenu, who is a starting offensive line for us, and he's been fantastic. Shaq okay. Mason's a pick by us. Dave Andrews is a pick by us. Okay, he goes and gets Jacoby Myers, who is a solid number two receiver. Off the, he's an undrafted guy. Gronkowski, a pick by us. Hernandez, say what you will about him off yeah, the field. A long time ago. Yeah. He, the guy spent <laughs> $100 million. Kerr was a point guard at one point. They had two runs. And then, yes, he spent $100 million in two days, and it was sick. We all wish. Where do you think? All right. So, in the lore of Bill Belichick, the unfathomable, um, where is the weakness at? Where's the weakness? Is there a weakness in the armor of Bill Belichick? Because it's certainly not his personality, bro. Like, he's got the best. Like, I like this dude. Yeah. And I want to ask you, what's your favorite Bill Belichick moment? I mean, all the all the press con. My favorite Bill Belichick moment is when the resurfaces every year for Halloween. When Randy Moss gets up to a Halloween party and he goes and he's roller skating and the pirate suit. It's amazing. And it, okay. proves, it proves to everybody... That he's more of a locker guy, locker room guy than people give him credit for. You know, yeah. so just because he's callous to the media, it's not how it is in the locker room. Obviously, guys want to go win, but it's not like people don't want to play for him. He brings the test, he backs it up, he does his job. And how often are we in a workplace where the people are like, oh, that guy's the man, but we can only go so far because he doesn't do his job? I hear you. My favorite Bill Belichick moment is 100%. I saw him give this press conference. This is pre-COVID. And it's a small thing. It wasn't even like a big deal. It was uh, so you know how the reporters used to come up pre-COVID and put their little recorder device on the podium or the table. And there's like 40 of them up there because it's kind of big, you know. They're and Bill comes up to the podium. And the first thing, it was like he might as well have just been like open a bottle of water, basically. And he just shut, he just takes these recorders and pushes them back away from him, you know, like a good arm's length. And you just hear like 12 of them just cascading off the back. Of the yeah. part, like he's just like I don't want these in my space. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. I love that his personality. Fine, he is actually, um, like his commercials, these subway commercials. Like he is endearing. He is like he's not the a bad guy. He's not. Oh, yeah, not, not at all. Not at all. Don't put this. Don't believe that. All right, tell us about the health of this team. Uh, How are you guys looking team? going into week nine? <sighs> I mean, you can't really complain, honestly. I mean, you know, as much as other teams will. I mean, do we have our best defensive player? Absolutely. Our quarterback's chilling. Our running back is. Our running back room is chilling, which is great. Our tight ends are going to suit up. Our receivers are good to go. The offensive line's pretty intact. I mean, outside of Jonathan Jones, was a major injury, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. The depth is there. You know, I mean, everyone's full health. You know, we're halfway through the season. These guys are banged up to God knows what. But this week, it could be able to do it. It could be the Titans. Their whole team identity is crushed. That's it. 
the Titans are not going to win the Super Bowl. That's over. You know, oh, yeah, true. true. Like you guys, yeah, but yeah, like, man, their heart and soul. I mean, their engine has been Derrick Henry from the beginning. Shout out to Nick Montiero um, for the four ninety nine love bomb in the chat, but also who is <laughs> living, who lives in New England, is driving. He's a Panthers fan, and him and Josh from Mass and these. There's a group of people coming down, making the trip to see this game. Uh, so he's wishing he's saying this the defense is ready to eat. That's what he's basically I saying. I like the this. defense. I like the, the defense. Yeah. Is, yeah, look, he look he lists all the burns. Reddick burns a good pick. Reddick's a good guy you bring in. Gilmore Chin was an excellent pick. I mean, look, they spent a lot on the defense and it's panning out. I mean, y'all are yeah, well, that is our identity at the moment. Um, and as you guys are searching for your identity, it still continues to gravitate back to that immovable object of Bill Belichick and that defense. Um, it's crazy when you can trade uh, Stefan Gilmore for nothing um, and still continue to have that confidence like you were talking about the depth. What do you think the expectations now for, look, is uh, New England fans have um, spoiled little brats? Good God, if you listen to New England radio, it's a, and look, we'll ask you about Cam in one second, but uh, what are the expectations for this team with a fan base that has had uh, the highest of expectations because every year they were winning Super Bowl or, you know, they made the playoffs for whatever crazy amount of years all these Super Bowl rings with Tom Brady. Cam Newton even last year came in, and there were very high expectations on a team that had very little talent with the most COVID opt-outs too. What are those expectations this year as the Dolphins have struggled like crazy, the Jets continue to struggle like crazy? Are you guys – what are you thinking about the playoffs now, and what is the measure of success from Boston fans? Measures – look, you expect to win every game. That being said, you have to be realistic about where you are. We are not better than the Buffalo Bills. And I'm not going to sit here that and shove that down your throats because it's just not true. Yeah, the best team in the NFL, arguably. Buffalo Bills, I would push back on that and say there's like about four or five teams in the NFC that I would take over them because okay. the, the NFC is just head and shoulders better. But it's yeah. a situation with the Buffalo Bills where they're the best team, like they could be the best team in the AFC, especially the way the Chiefs are struggling and Derrick Henry's injury. And I don't think Baltimore is there with them. Now, we're better than the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a dumpster fire. They yeah, letting, I mean, they're awful. They're, they're letting everything leak out of the locker room too, which is, you know, borderline on salvage or blood points. The Jets are closer than people think, but they're not there yet. And it's, you know, we stayed ahead of the curve. You know, he wasn't afraid to did someone just say I hope Matt ruled DDT's Bill Belichick with a WWE? Yeah, uh, thank you for the <laughs> yeah. WWE. That's off grid. He always off goes grid. crazy. He, with the, uh... Oh WWE, let's get let's do a whole. I, I would have done a whole WWE show. I don't know what that was our mo here, guys. Super <laughs> kick people's elbow. You know, Swanton bomb off the top rope off of the grid. I could hang. I mean, here the thing is, is once again, Belichick spends the money in the right way. He you're, he drafts well in rounds two through four. It's a 53-man roster. You're not going to fill it with first-round picks. You have to succeed in rounds two through four, two through five, and that guy does that in spades, man. Who's the last great offensive player he's picked? Uh, he's picked a Hall of Famers. Gronkowski's arguably the greatest tight end of all time. He got him in round two. You know, 
he finds guys. He uses his when he trades for guys. He uses, you know, he really values like him trading a third round pick back in the day for Randy Moss. That's like almost like him trading his sister. He <laughs> there, 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 dude. There are third round picks he likes more than his family members, and that's for certain. Like it's funny because cousin. I believe you. It's true. <laughs> chat. It just seems like the kind of person that that would be true. I mean, I, I don't know. He's like got that, that wild ass looking son on the sidelines coaching special. Who would do the same thing? <laughs> yeah, that guy. He belongs in the WWE. What yeah. about your thoughts on Cam Newton as we kind of close this segment out? Is uh, and then we'll get to just predictions of the game or what you expect to happen. Cam, Cam Newton, um, you know, in a in a, a very dear and near to the hearts of Carolina Panthers fans, particularly this guy that's uh, speaking right into this microphone right now. Um, kind of that love that Brady, you know, how Brady means so much to the identity of Patriots. Um, that's like Cam means that to a lot of Panther fans, at least for the last decade, he brought us to relevance. Um, just overall, we love him. Goes to New England, we're rooting for him. As I said, this is the only time I'm ever going to cheer for the Patriots, is because I'm cheering for Cam a little bit. Um, didn't really work. It didn't work out. Um, and quickly is over. And now Cam is not in the NFL while Kate, like other guys, um, are. <laughs> so your thoughts on Cam Newton and in lieu of the vaccination stuff that's going on with Aaron Rodgers too. Look, we'll start with Cam as a player. First of all, we're talking about an MVP. One of the greatest college players we'll ever see period. We're talking outside of Joe Burrow season. He's probably got the second best season in college football history. Maybe first. You can make that argument. Did what Jimmy Claus, what everyone thought Jimmy Clausen was going to do for you guys. Saves the franchise. Look at the guys drafted at Cam Newton. It's like Vaughn Miller, AJ Green, Julio, Wild, like Hall of Famers. It's the best draft. It might be the best draft in history. Not the, to be the, 11, the 11 draft is absurd. And he, Cam Newton can justify being picked ahead of all of them. And then it's a situation with Cam Newton where his game style was just unsustainable for the NFL for the long run to be to do what Rodgers and Brady are doing. You cannot bang like that where your main MO is the quarterback at the end of the day is still to throw the ball, lowering your shoulder. I don't care how big and fast you are. Lowering your shoulder like that time in and time out, it's going to be a lot of wear and tear on the body. And that's what happened. That's what ends his tenure in Carolina, the injuries. He goes to New England. Obviously, the COVID thing doesn't help. Not fully healthy at times, and he's not grasping the playbook. And then he comes back in the second season, and he's not vaccinated. I don't look. If you, I'm not going to tell anybody how to live their life. People want to do it for certain reasons and don't want to do. I had COVID, and all I can say at the bare minimum, I got vaccinated because I had COVID, and I had COVID, and it was terrible. I haven't been able to smell for a year, straight up. My nose does not work. I don't believe in it. You don't want to get vaccinated. That's that's on you. It's a personal decision. When it becomes an unpersonal decision is when you enter a professional locker room like Rogers has, and he's the leader of the locker room. And if he has COVID and there's a COVID outbreak in the Packers organization, not everybody is making $20 million like Aaron Rodgers is. They are guys that need the paycheck that may not be on the team next week and be on the practice squad, that if they get hurt, their career is over. There are the what about man 53 and 52? And when you're the leader of the team and you're unvaccinated and you're the quarterback and you're supposed to be, you know, the role model there, then you're putting other guys' livelihoods and lives in jeopardy. 
And that's at the point where I think Aaron Rodgers is irresponsible. There's a certain point you're in people are in certain fields where their choice is diminished. I'll say not, you don't have a choice, but their choice is diminished because other people's lives are affected and you have to take into account for other people's lives. And we saw an example with Henry Ruggs where he was completely callous for a moment to other people's lives. I'm not saying that's who he is as a person across the board, but there was an, 15 minute period where he cared about nobody and all he cared about was how much fun can Henry Ruggs have in this moment. And that cost his life arguably and the life, definitely the life of another person, which everyone's thoughts and prayers in the NFL community coverage players, everything goes out to that family. And as far as vaccination goes, you know, at the end of the day, it's your job and your job can determine like, and if you go into a gap, the manager of the gap tells the employees whether they'll wear a mask or not. It's the same thing. Kind of, you know, I've been to. Casey's. Why do you think Cam? Do you think Cam? Um, now, what you said is, and I'm not going to sp- dispute this. Is yeah, like the unsustainable model of, but but you also compared them to um, Rogers and Brady. Brady being like kind of the anomaly of age, sure, and the longevity. But Cam is 31. And uh, well, let's not talk about Cam in five, six years. Let's talk about Cam Newton right now. Um, why do you think he's not on a team? Because he is vaccinated now. Um, and why? I mean, Bill Belichick is honest, dude. I don't think he puffs people's personalities up just for because he, unless he had an undi- a, a crazy read on Cam Newton that Cam was the most sensitive person ever, so he had to lie about him. But Bill Belichick has spoken glowingly about Cam not only the entire time he was there, before he got there and after. I mean, he was remarkably complimentary of him as a player when he was with Carolina. Um, He said how hard he was studying this and that. Um, Is it – it doesn't seem to me like Cam cannot play – another down in the NFL. It's just strange to me. Right. Right. But why? I mean, I'm just interested as we look at these teams that have struggled with injury, um, the jets being one of them with, uh, Joe Flacco, bringing in Joe Flacco, right. They didn't even play him. I'm just interested is as cams last did was cams last hurrah in the NFL in a new England Patriots Jersey, uh, during the most, abnormal season in the history of football or one of them maybe there might have been one like in the world war ii or something that was crazy too i hope not i love cam newton i've always loved watching cam newton i think cam newton is exciting and has done more for players than people give him credit for with the way he dresses and the way he speaks and you know his comfortability with who he is in his own skin has allowed for a lot more players to do that not just in the nfl but in the NBA and across a lot of platforms. I think Cam Newton has has been great for sports by and large. I wish I can give you a cookie cut answer of why teams aren't picking him up. I don't know. He wasn't great last year. I certainly wouldn't want him necessarily as a starting quarterback. Right. Uh, You can make that argument, but why is he not on a roster? I think the vaccination thing turned people off. Possibly you're not going to bring, you're not going to go knowingly bring an unvaccinated guy into the room that wasn't on the roster already. I mean, Rogers lied about it. Kirk cousins wasn't vaccinated. I don't know if he is or not right now, but How he was lie about it. Can you actually, I mean, whether they just say, well, you, 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 you mince your, your words. I was immunized. Like, okay, you were, but was it one of the ones that was acceptable? 
and clearly it wasn't. So he's like, it's like a little kid going, "Well, you well, didn't get it at? Where did he get it at? Like, uh, I don't some know. He went factory. Tijuana, like him and Tijuana, him and he went down there. Like, look, it's the Cam Newton thing. Is like okay. he's vaccinated now. I'm sure he'll get picked up in the off season. I don't know if we'll see him again this year. You know, it's it's an unfortunate situation. I hope that wasn't the last time he goes. I just think it would, it, it'd be a bad look on everyone's part because there's no way he can't be a backup quarterback. Now, I think Cam. Well, Newton there are there is an argument that he can't. Right. And he brought that, this that up personal, on the show. And that is like thing. like he like when you're the biggest dog in the room all the time, like his presence is too big to be a backup. Yeah. Like the first that if you put him on a bad team or a semi bad team, I just don't know why he's not with the Seahawks right now. Because or, you know it's not I mean, his like, team. I mean, like maybe like he wants, maybe times will change. First of all, Geno Smith's been fine. Geno Smith knows the offense. He's going to beat Geno Smith out. Does he want to be Geno Smith's backup? He could beat Geno Smith out. Geno Smith is arguably one of the, well, I'm not going to say I've, I was rooting for him. But there was an argument. You want to talk about a guy that couldn't understand a playbook back in the day. Look, I'm and just maybe saying, he's like, come a long way. I'm just surprised. Yeah. I'm just surprised I'm that like Cam Newton is not. Um, if I was the San Francisco 49ers, I'd give him a look see. The unfortunate yeah. thing I think is that Cam Newton isn't going to one of the things that we've been saying for a long time is that if he finally has a team around him, like other frankly, lesser quarterbacks. In the NFL have been afforded, I think you would see a much better version of Cam Newton. That's why so many fans were frankly excited to see what Cam might be able to do this year with the Patriots after adding Hunter Henry and getting more guys in the building and see what that team potentially could have been able to do. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe we disagree on what kind of player Cam Newton still is at the at the current moment, but I, I mean, I think part of the reason is. He doesn't want to be a backup, and a lot of these teams right now are—they're just not looking to bring in a, a starting quarterback. So, it's a major part of it. Yeah, it's a major part of it. Like Melo had to go to the bench, and it takes a lot out of a guy you, for Carmelo Anthony to come off the bench. Yeah, that took twenty years for that to happen. To, you know, what I'm saying? like Melo's been in the league for—you know—I mean, it took a long time for him to accept that role himself. Yeah. yeah, by the I mean, way, shout out to Kyle Hampton, five dollars. His cam looked terrible uh on the Patriots team. It's still did won he just throw you guys games. five bucks. Yeah, yeah, took a terrible Patriots yeah. team and still won know. seven games. People forget how good uh he was pre-COVID last year. All right. Um Josh, what's the top storyline in your mind when it comes to the New England Patriots? Patience. I just want the fan base similar to my Longhorns, similar to the Red Sox. Unfortunately, similar to the Celtics, you just sometimes have to be patient because this team's going to be in games. I think that we have to be patient and temper expectations that we're not going to the Super Bowl tomorrow. That's the big storyline for me because I'm happy. I'm content with where we are. I'm content for the future. Y'all off the grid killing me here. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I think that the big storyline is patience across the board. That's what I would say. Do you think you could real quick? Do you think that this team could potentially uh, secure a wild card spot? You already yeah, said the Bills seven are teams. Up. Yeah, there's seven teams going to the playoffs. We could totally get a wild. The AFC is weak compared to the NFC. 
the NFC, there's a lot of juggernauts. Rams, Bucks, Cowboys, Packers. I mean, Packers talk about like weapons. They didn't have Devontae Adams last week, no problem. Lazard doesn't matter. Rodgers yeah. could have what were those teams? What were those teams you were gonna say you put ahead of Buff or are you boring contention with Buffalo? You said in yeah. the NFC because you were just naming them off the Bucks, Rams, right. Cowboys. First of all, all three of those offenses at full health are better than the Buffalo Bills offense. I don't know, but I can't speak to defense, but offense. The Bucks, the Rams, and the Cowboys at full tilt. No doubt in my mind, their offenses are better. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Give me Aaron Rodgers over Josh Allen. You know, as as it stands right now. And am I going to sit here and say the Cardinals who are under? Well, as it stands, when he recovers from COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and the Cardinals who were undefeated up until last week. The Cardinals okay. are good. Like, if you don't think the Cardinals are good, you you. you oh, you, I do. I mean, I had them. I was a. Uh... Because, I mean, we're always debating stuff, and it's just easy to say the same teams over and over. But I was on that Cardinals best team in the NFL bandwagon in week four. Week I, five. Had I, had, I, I had them. They should have beat uh, Green Bay. They had, And you know what? If that if uh, Rasul Douglas doesn't actually catch it, I mean, he made, I mean, like that was this that he caught the interception. If he drops that, they got more chances still. Yeah, to win that game right there. Like, I mean, uh, uh, they outplayed Green Bay. I mean, I think they're there. AJ, like, if AJ Green Murley, turns around, he catches no. a touchdown. Yeah. Favorite, my favorite meme is uh, someone said that uh, AJ Green retired mid route. Yeah, <laughs> mid route. His controller disconnected. All that stuff. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, it's fun. fun. Hey, man. All right, uh, Cody. Last question. Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll do predictions, man. Are you thinking that 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 you're gonna beat the Panthers? Or is this a you know, are we a, a stepping stone uh, on the way to the Patriots getting a wild card, or do you expect a slugfest? I expect a tough defensive game. The defense again is y'all's defense is good. There's a lot of playmakers in the defensive side of the football, and we have a young quarterback who's a rookie. Like this is a this is the point where the defense should show up on y'all's side. Gilman it has to. There. Yeah. has to. Yeah. If PJ Walker is playing, I can't imagine. I would like to think we'd capitalize on that. But that again, Mike White, Semyon, guy, you know, Cooper Rush, guys who you don't have a lot of film on step up sometimes because they're tougher to game plan at points. And PJ Walker is still an NFL quarterback, backup, albeit, but an NFL quarterback. I would like to think that we go in and beat this one. And get this All W. Right. I would like to think two so. road wins. That's a, yeah, it'd be a nice little a lot to ask. I is. believe you guys are the home dogs, and you know, for any betters out there, picking the home dog is always nice. Um, but I think this is a game that we should we should win if we want to be a wild card team. If we don't win this game against you guys, we're not there yet. That's what I said about the Chargers last week. If the Chargers want to be Super Bowl contenders, we are a team that we come in, you beat them, and they're not. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, like the end of any good interview. Yeah. Uh, do you have any questions for us? Uh, how long have you been growing your hair? Uh, since COVID <laughs> started, I mean, like, nice, it's man. wild. Like, it's <laughs> crazy. I usually wear it up. It's wild, but yeah, that's a COVID thing, man. I've never had long hair before in my life. No I way. Think, I don't yeah. think I don't think Tony gives me enough credit, man. I told him he needs to grow his hair out. I've been doing it since I was yeah. in college. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, my shit is crazy thick too. Though. 
Like, yeah, you got you both y'all have good heads of hair. I mean, look, like, yeah, yeah, like, mine's a little messy. I've been wearing a hat all day, but I got like I got long blonde hair too. It's I mean, a hat. Yeah, nice. Yeah, as COVID has changed the styles. Good hair mm-hmm. on this podcast. That's yeah, man. Not sponsored by Rogaine. No. no, not at all. All right, uh, give us your plugs for your because I want to go. Uh, it sounds like Off Grid is already a fan of your show. Um, what is uh, tell us how we can go find it on because our listeners probably unless we're gonna get on tune in, you can tell us the the tags again. But how do we get get in podcast form? That's how I'm gonna get it. Go find us on Spotify or Apple. We're just the Charity Stripe. You can see it in the background. Boom. The Charity Stripe is the nickname for the free throw line. Find us on Instagram. We do a lot of fun polls throughout the day. We're super interactive. If you DM us, we'll DM you back. Hit us on Twitter, too. We're always there, of course. And hit your free throws because they're free. That's what they're saying. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks a lot for your time, man. And uh, best of luck for the Patriots, just not this weekend. (laughs) Thank you, guys. You too. (laughs) Later, Joshua. Later, later. All right, man. Josh Fisher from the Charity Stripe. Um, And it looks like uh, Eric Summers is not going to be a go tonight, Cody. Uh, Just saw that. Um, So we'll wrap this up here with um, the beat check. If you pop around, actually, let's do our own internal beat check. Let's uh, go around. I'll just pull up this is what the headlines are for the Carolina Panthers real quick. And we'll just run through them in a brief discussion. Panthers.com. Let's see what the team is putting out right now. When it comes to our team, it says this. The headlines are. Oh, you know what? I should probably just share it. And you can see the beat. You can hear and feel the beat and see the beat with me. Uh, stories for the Carolina Panthers right now. Uncertainty in the backfield. Obviously, when they say uncertainty in the backfield, they're talking about Christian McCaffrey. Will he play or not? We debated this. Uh, the debate my take will be going live at 10 tonight. It was supposed to come out at 7.30, but I'm an idiot in the way I scheduled it. I accidentally scheduled it for tomorrow. Now I got to redo it. I had to delete it, put it back. It's been a mess. Anyway, uh, uncertainty in the backfield. We debated this about whether or not Christian McCaffrey would play uh, or should play. Will he play? As I'm going to ask you this. Should uh, no, not should, but will will he play this week? Uh, I mean, listen, I, I I really don't know. I think that we're still a little bit too early out to be able to say definitively as we kind of uh, alluded to in the beat check, which I think that's airing tonight still. Um, Yeah, whether or not he should, that's a whole different question. I kind of think that our coaches are going to err on the side of caution. Um, I would not expect to see him play against the Patriots, even though I would like him to. I just don't think he will. All right. Um I'm hoping he will. It's about it's about time he did. Let me see if I can get into this thing. The athletic. Speaking of the athletic, we were talking about this before. Let's see what they're talking about with the Panthers real quick. Come on. I just logged in. You oh, I know um, at some point, uh, I forget who it was earlier in the chat, uh, was wanting us to react to what Trey Boston uh, was saying about Cam Newton uh, and in oh, uh, his relationship to other uh, quarterbacks starting in the NFL right now, and Cam Newton still not 
uh, we can show that at some point too. Um, yeah, go ahead. This is what's on the beat at the athletic. As you can see, the Patriots, they're talking about the Panthers spread, the Patriots, Panthers spread. Our guest mentioned that Patriots, the Panthers are three and a half point dog, home dogs here. Um, also, uh, you can go back and read Joe Persons. Panthers found a winning formula against the Falcons, um, which is running the ball. But when you talk about that spread, Curdy, we asked Josh Fisher uh, what he thought would happen. He wants a win. Thinks that it would be a prove it win for them to get, um, you know, for trying to make the wild card. If they're not going to be able to win this game, they won't be a wild card team. What do you think is going to happen in this game? It's three and a point, three and a half point spread in that contest. Yeah, I, I think that the Panthers are going to be aggressive. Uh, I think they're going to be aggressive running the football, and I'm hoping that we're going to try and put some pressure on Matt Jones. I mean, he is still a rookie quarterback. You know, I don't care what anyone says about Bill Belichick have him, having him be prepared. Uh, I think Matt Jones is still prone to make a lot of mistakes. His completion percentage wasn't very good. And frankly, Justin Herbert and, and that Chargers offense, uh, they left a lot of plays on the field against the Patriots. So I'm, um, you know, I'm expecting to see a tough performance. I want them to respect us early. I want us to come out start hot, run the football, and hopefully mount some kind of consistent attack that gets the Patriots to respect us. Who wins? You know what? I'm, I'm going to pick the Panthers. I, I told them, I, or I said I would not pick the Panthers again until they earned a little bit of my trust. Tony, I feel like they did that. Our offensive line played a little bit better. I think they're deserving of it. I don't mind saying... Uh, Panthers should be able to win this. Even I'm, picking DJ, the, I'm, I'm picking the Panthers because I don't buy this McDaniels Kool-Aid just yet. Uh, not just yet. That's been being fed and drank by everybody for so long. Now, uh, this is going to be critical for the Panthers not falling behind because getting Bill, like we need our beef, uh, our defense. We need our defense to beat their offense. Right. And if our defense doesn't beat their offense, I don't think our offense can beat their defense. If that makes any sense. I mean, that's yeah. a kind of weird way of looking at it, but we got to play from ahead. We got to, we got to get in a situation where we can then put them in passing situations. Right. And maybe it's not just playing ahead, but getting them behind the chains, limiting their running attack. Right. Um, and it wouldn't hurt um, for us to, I mean, like to score first. That's what uh, I think that's going to help. But I think if the Panthers can do that on their home turf with uh, the defense coming back to life, I'm ready to make Mac Jones' life live in hell. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. man. Hit him. Give one for the Tony. <laughs> Be aggressive. Yeah, but, you know, punch him in the mouth. You have to make him respect us. And I, I hope that's that's what we do. Uh, we look across the beat to the cat scratch reader. Uh, they add, uh, and this is who Eric Summers writes for. Look, actually, this is, look, you can see his name up there. Um, Panthers add Athlon to the 53-man roster. This is uh, something that we are also debating today. This man, Pat Athlon, if she, he should be designated to IR for the end of the season. Uh, the Panthers have decided to act. Add him to the 53-man roster, which I think, I guess, maybe the time limit was expiring. 
Uh, maybe he, that does not mean he'll be active. Your thoughts about Pat, Pat Fline, um, and maybe you can give a little tease to debate my take. Uh, yeah, I mean, are we better off with Pat Elflin in our in our offensive line than without him? I don't know. I think the evidence might say different. Uh, listen, he's back on the team. He's back from IR. It's clear that the coaches value um, his veteran uh, presence and you know his apparent knowledge of the playbook. Apparently, they they love his aggressive style. I don't know. I mean, he's going to have to step up in a big way. Overall, I think Michael Jordan has been better than uh, Pat Elflin, especially here recently. And knowing the injury history for Pat Elflin, I wouldn't be surprised to see Michael Jordan anyway, uh, considering Pat Elflin isn't able to make it through the majority of the game. Um, Cat Crave has got this. Uh, Jason Huber, who used to work or still works with WFNC, uh, looking at uh, some players that the Panthers... I hate these types of stories, sorry. This makes me mad. I don't even want to click because... All right, because you got to do click-through. Got to keep Mac Jones quiet, give you your clicks. Damian Harris, that's the one for me. That's the number one. Keep that running attack under. Matthew Judon, right? Um, Really, tw- like he is eight sacks, so he's half... He's fourth. He's ahead of Reddick by a half sack. Um, all right, so we don't need to turn the ball over is what they're talking about, the, their defense. And so uh, their defense seems to be the strengths. I don't know if uh, – I think we're going to match up pretty well against um, Hunter Henry and those guys with the talent we got. Does Stefan Gilmore give us advantage right now? You want to tell us somebody Definitely. that can give us some insight into this Patriots organization and Josh McDaniels got to know him better, just as good as anybody. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, Tony, we said this earlier after we lost JC Horn that we really felt his absence more than we thought that he would uh, due to our ability to be able to play man coverage. I think that allows our entire defense to play faster. I think there was a concerted effort in the off season when you look at who the Panthers drafted and who we brought in in free agency that we want to play much more man coverage than we ever have before that's who the Panthers defensive identity is Uh, that's who we want to be so I think the fact that you have Stefan Gilmore uh, you know one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL you know the past six or seven years it's been incredible to see him play now that he's on our team, I think he's going to provide um, a much-needed boost to this team. Um, obviously, there's a Mac Jones slash Patriots fan in Gogeta Chanetta. Yeah, um, I, saw him. I saw him in the chat room earlier. I'm just going to say this. He said, uh, if you want to, he said to me, if you want to base it off of one game, I'm not basing it off of one game because he said Mac has got a 70% completion rate. I don't know if that number is still if that number is still there after last week. That would be interesting because that means before last week it must have been eighty five because he threw fifty. He was eighteen for thirty six last week. He passed the ball a good amount of times too. So no, I'm not going to base it on one game, but also let's not act like we got a mega amount of. I mean, it's only eight weeks into the season, so that's one seventh of the actual data. Yeah. 
putting it out there. It's not like it's like one game in 20 years. So, uh, look, as Mac Jones is a rookie, we need to put him in some uncomfortable situations. That's what we need to do. And we do that by uh, getting them behind the sticks, not allowing them to get in third and shorts, getting them in clear passing situations where then these passing situations um, also need time to develop. Right. I mean, is is a third and two is a run pass option situation and quick passes get you the first down. Third and eight is what we need. Let's have Hassan Reddick pass this Judon cat and become fourth in the league in sacks. Let's see Brian Burns get home. Right. Um, and that and it was that pressure and that opportunity um that allowed and afforded Stefan Gilmore that interception in this past game. I think yeah. the Patriots offensive line from what I saw play very well against the Chargers though. And that's they, the they, thing is yeah, I mean it's like they uh the the problem in that Patriots offense was Mac eh, and like look, I mean it wasn't like anything horrendous, but he was just throwing the, the ball was off a lot of times. Like he would hit the dude in the leg. I mean it was just not there. There was a lot of completions he left on the field. Right? Let me just say that. Yeah. And so, but it was not like he was just getting swamped with pressure against what we think is a very reputable or Chargers defense. You know, I mean, at least that's what I've been told with Bosa. I mean, I haven't watched him as closely as I want to. I definitely don't think they're underprepared. Brandon Staley is, to me, the smartest person in the world. He's awesome. I love him. Awesome. Love him. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, I would, uh, you know what? I want him to come on debate my take. Oh, why? Just to lose? For us yeah. to lose? Oh, no, just to listen. Yeah. yeah. Like it would just, just be like, uh, yeah. yeah, would be wonderful. All right. Yeah, um, cool. Looking across the league, uh, anything else on the beat? This, um, oh, let's talk about this Trey Boston tweet. And um, do yep. we talk about the rug situation or anything like that? I mean, unless you have something to add on, I mean, I feel like the sentiment that I've seen um, has been pretty unanimous. Uh, this guy, yeah, I mean, it's sad that you ruined his whole life, but he is the key word there. He ruined his whole life. He was a first-round draft pick. We he should also just say he, ru- he killed somebody. Like, instead of even uh, first, the very first thing going to is about his life, his career, his thing is that someone doesn't exist anymore he's going 157 miles an hour i read yeah and then apparently they say that where he was at in vegas like people are like it's crazy to even consider that you could even be going 156 at that point in the freeway that is like not the spot that you would ever be going 156 like imagine if he like did it on the strip or something just like anyway um yeah, I, I saw somebody tweet this out earlier, and it was like, have you ever really been over 100 miles in a car? Like, do you know how fast that, like, and it's not just like, oh, it's 50 miles more. It's like kind of exponentially grows, <laughs> you know, after you get past 100, like all of a sudden things are getting, like you know, the way the road is. And stuff. I've been in a car one time over 100, and it was a Corvette. And my my boy, my boy, we took it out when we were in high school. 
and we were on a country road and we had to stop slowing down for that stop sign like 15 minutes early it felt like you know i mean i was like that stop sign was way up there and hitting the brake you know what i'm saying yeah. like way up there it was so <laughs> fast it was like 110 it was so fast i can't even imagine what that would be like um that's an incredible amount of speed uh you know what it's uh it's remarkable that he didn't die too yeah and apparently his uh fiance or baby mama was in the car with him uh oh wow i see i didn't i'm not even interested in following that closely yeah i mean listen it's it's terrible he ruined his entire life but he ruined i mean literally a woman is not here anymore because he made a terrible decision and now instead of his career being about his football prowess and his top end speed uh, it's just going to be how uh he he killed a person and how he um is going to be in jail for the rest of his life or maybe not the rest of his life but I heard that it was about 20, 20 years in prison that he could potentially be looking at. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a uh, manslaughter, a vehicular manslaughter. Um, all yeah. right, uh, tell us about this Trey Boston tweet. Uh, yeah, I mean, someone wanted us to comment about it, and it was just uh, pertaining to Cam Newton. Um, and somebody had put on Twitter, Mike Clay said Trevor Simeon led the Saints over the Bucks, Mike White led the Jets over the Bengals, Cooper Rush led the Cowboys over the Vikings, and then Trey Boston responded, people said Cam Newton can't help a team win week by week or watch the playoff caliber team sent deeper into the race to the playoffs while proven ballers are at home because of politics. Shake my head. So um, would this politics be the vaccination? Well, but then that's weird too because this is vaccinated now. Yeah. I mean, like, what are, I wonder what the, is it the politics of maybe the NFL to where you've kind of ruffled, like, it's just, you're not part of the club anymore? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Because I don't think, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just don't know. I I mean, you know, Cam Newton is in a much uh, different portion of his career than he ever has been before. I just wonder. If maybe the the league at large doubts his ability to be able to stay healthy, maybe they doubt his inaccuracy. It just sucks, man. He definitely deserves to have a chance. We all wanted to see Cam Newton play football this year, but I don't know, Tony. Just being real, I don't know if we'll ever see that man play football. Like That's that. uh, sad because I, I think he would be an excellent mercenary right now. Yeah, like this is actually the time you could bring Cam in and it not cause pro- like. Not problems, but you know what I'm saying? There is no question about who they're like. If you bring him into Seattle or if you bring him into Dallas or something like that, you know that the situation isn't long term. You're just trying not to fumble <clears throat> and stumble away from your playoff run in hopes that your quarterback gets back. Um, even the Saints, I could say, I mean, like, what like what is this? I mean, actually. You sign him for the rest of the year, and guess what? If you don't like it at the end of the year, you don't have to re-sign him. There's no harm, no love lost there. Um, so that is strange to me. Like, why it is like is like or is, is it stubborn? Is it? I mean, it can't be like if he's he can't be being blackballed. I mean, that would be weird too. Look, the Panthers had to call up a 44 year old or whatever he was. This was like in the 2000, mid 2000s. We had to get Vinny Testaverde 
Benny Testaverde was sitting on his couch eating potato chips when they got the phone call. When he got the phone call, and then he was a starting the next week. I just don't understand. It just seems strange to me. Like, I mean, you get a quarterback running back that could run you to uh, two wins or keep you in it. So very bizarre. It's bizarre to this. Is at this point, Colin Kaepernick's been out of the league long enough to where you're just saying it's an afterthought, right? Um, but like Cam was just playing. Yeah, I mean, last year it was, it was he it was, was playing fine. in the preseason. He was playing pretty damn well too. Yeah, crazy uh, man. We might not do it, it. It sucks. We might. It's just bizarre. Is it not a little bizarre? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I have no idea what it could even be about at this point in time. Um, I think maybe he just also could have been too late with the whole vaccination shit. Dude, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I, I just, you it's know, crazy. It's just a strange thing. I just don't think we're going to see him again. And I hate that, but I kind of feel like uh, he might be starting to pivot towards whatever comes after football. See, uh, well, he might have to, whether by choice or not. Yeah, you know, no choice. Um, just uh, to me, it's just remarkably strange, particularly when a- Adrian Peterson just gets signed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, man, I just it can't be age and health. I mean, it can't be health at this point. I just I, I believe he can go and pass a physical and play two games. And also, how about this? You know, to talk about the. Uh... Debate might take too. We talk a little bit about Odell Beckham Jr. and his toxicity. Well, I, I also believe that it's been unfairly slapped on Cam Newton that he's a diva style yeah. player or that he's somehow a me first kind of football player that isn't willing to do what's in the best interest of his football team, which is absolute horse shit. Couldn't be further from the truth other than, you know, I mean, looking at what Cam Newton actually did the character uh, that he has and that he's demonstrated for a long time. Um, yeah, man. But I don't know, man. I, I really, uh, I think a lot of unfair labels have been slapped on him, but that's another part of the reason why I don't think we're going to see him again, man. I think uh, it's just the sad nature of the world that we live in. Bizarre. All right. Um, that's the beat check folks. Uh, check the yep, beat yep. with us on Wednesday nights. Um, We'll hook back up with uh, Eric Summer in the future, I hope. Um, on top of that, thanks to Josh Fisher. Check him out, the Charity Strike Podcast, their radio j- joints. And uh, check us out tonight at 10. Debate My Take will be airing um, on all the major platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of that jazz. Uh, we'll hear on Friday nights with the Friday free-for-all, Cody Lashney's baby. Yeah, Friday free-for-all. Hey, listen, that's for anybody who wants to join. Any of the Patriots fans in the chat, anyone that wants to come in, I will post the link of the StreamYard in the description of the video. Friday free-for-alls, 7 p.m. every Friday. Um, Come and talk about the Carolina Panthers and uh, the next matchup in front of us, man. It's a good time. The cult of Friday free-for-all continues to grow. So come be a part of it. We'll be here after the game with the, po- with the C3 post game show. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast while you're here. Uh, hit us with thumbs up. Leave a comment in the comment section. Tell a friend about the show. Um, and go check out Debate My Take at 10 o'clock. Make sure you add that to your YouTube queue. 
and I want to get I want you all in the comments telling us who you think the greatest TV villain is. That's our final debate my take topic at the end. We always end the show with a non-football debate topic. We appreciate y'all supporting the chat, uh, especially a uh, big shout out to Nick Montiero as well as Josh from Mass. These cats are making a trip. Uh, coming down south, they're snowbirding it for the weekend uh, to come root on their Panthers, and I hope that the Carolina Panthers give them a win and reward them uh, for their money, effort, and time, and uh, fandom. Just heard. That's it. Let's get out of here. Keep pounding. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.